Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, obesity, health, and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. In today's world, there are so many pressures and factors getting in the way of us being our true selves and achieving our goals. We want to be great at everything, parenting, our health, our careers, and sometimes it's hard to find our way. That's why I'm excited to speak to this week's guest, Anasha Khan. Anasha is a blogger at anashakhan.com and a certified life coach. She focuses on personal growth, parenting, and self-care. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation where we get into raising a strong, confident daughter and also dive a little bit deeper into self-care. Enjoy the show. So welcome, Anasha, to the podcast. I'm so happy to connect with you today. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here with you today, Sarah. So why don't we start with you providing your background and then how you got into blogging and sort of this coaching environment? Yeah, for sure. My professional background is in accounting and business. I worked for over 10 years in the traditional nine to five as an accountant administrator before venturing into a brick and mortar business with my husband um, in late 2018. Unfortunately, that didn't work out as well as we had planned and finally decided to throw the towel in at the brink of the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, at the same time, you know, instead of pondering over our losses, I used it as an opportunity to focus on growth. I invested in myself, got certified as a life coach and NLP practitioner. So NLP is neuro-linguistic programming, and it's like learning the language of your own mind. I also got into meditation and EFT. So EFT Mm. stands for Emotional Freedom Technique and is basically tapping on the meridian points on our body for healing pain and emotional distress. And that's when I really connected with my creativity side and love for writing, which I honestly didn't know I had because I'm an accountant person. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I founded my blog, anashrakan.com, which is a self-discovery blog to help moms embrace their ambitions without guilt while raising happy humans. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's quite a transition. And, uh, you know, really, congratulations. That's really great. And I've heard a little bit about tapping. We had somebody on the podcast talking about that, but maybe we can um, dig into that a little bit more. Uh, But first, why, I guess, have you sort of, I noticed with your blog, decided to focus on really reaching out to moms and helping moms in particular? What's kind of your draw there? Yeah, so as you know, Sarah, motherhood is not always rainbows and unicorns. Some some days are tougher than others. However, as moms, we try so hard to portray the perfect life, fearful of being judged or criticized for being a bad mom. We give up our dreams because we think it's impossible to have the best of both worlds then we go about feeling unfulfilled and not enough. And that's why I think by sharing our stories, we can support each other on this sacred journey called motherhood while embracing our desires without having any guilt. 
Yeah, no, you're right. That's a very tough thing. And, you know, with myself, I sort of have a day job. And then I also have kind of these passion projects and then kids as well. And it took me a while to be like, no, the the passion side, you know, that kind of work for myself needs to be there as well. And you do feel that guilt, though, sometimes like, ooh, you know, I'm going to work out or I'm going to go work on writing or something. And it, you feel like you're taking away um, time with your kids. And so that's that's a really great space, I think, to get into is encouraging moms to, to do their thing, too. Yeah. And we all struggle with that guilt, right? We're, we're always feeling guilty of not being present with our children and having to, um, you know, try to be the perfect mom at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and perfect for sure. I keep thinking about that. Like, it's like, oh, I just always want to get it right. And then even this morning, I was kind of journaling about like, well, what really, how, that's impossible. There is no perfect mom, right? Like, no, just, no. <laughs> but yeah, we all try. We're all trying, right? Yeah. And it just seems very silly. <laughs> and you know what? For our kids, like, we are perfect for them, right? For them, yeah. That's the way we are, right? So I think mm-hmm. we just need to embrace ourselves and um, love ourselves just the way our kids do, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So I loved your recent focus on the blog on raising a strong, confident daughter. I have a young daughter as well. They're actually the same age, right? They know each other. Um, yeah. And I'm always thinking about this, like, how do I be the best role model for her? You know, like passing on skills that maybe I didn't get as a child, like one in particular is like public speaking. And I think like, oh, it's important for her to do that. Or some of the other soft skills. Um, and then how to encourage her to stand up for herself, you know, not be a bully or not um, be bullied or be a bully, I guess. And then also, you know, when do you sort of push them or encourage them in certain directions? And it's just, it's such a challenge because I have a son as well. um, And of course, I'm trying to raise, you know, a well-rounded boy, but I really feel it, I think, being a girl myself of like, how do I make sure that that she's getting that confidence. So it's it's totally a mouthful. I'd love it if you could touch on some of the really effective ways that you talked about in the blog in terms of raising a strong, confident daughter. Yeah, so here's the thing. Boys are taught to be somebody while girls are taught to find somebody. As mm-hmm. moms and our daughter's first teachers, we should teach our girls to be somebody first Mm-hmm. And that someone should be lucky to find her. Right. We want to teach our daughters to let their voices be heard, to speak up. She doesn't need to be rude or the loudest person in the room, but simply someone who speaks her truth and stands for what she believes in. And it's okay if no one else agrees with her. Because the truth is, Sarah, we are not made for everyone. And that's okay. She just needs to believe in the power her voice carries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, and for the latter part of the question, um, I believe was when do I encourage her versus letting her find her own way? And I think the notion of letting her find her own way can create so much anxiety for us moms. The mm-hmm. focus should be on communication and trust. And that's exactly what I use with Sophia. Um, have complete trust in yourself and in your little girl. Trust that the values you've instilled in her will help her make the right decisions. Have regular conversations with your child where you allow her to do most of the talking. If you don't quite understand the situation, 
You can repeat what she just said so she can clarify that for you. You can also recognize the difference between your child's need and your needs, because sometimes we think what we need is what our kids need. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, set boundaries for yourself so that you can give her room to grow. And that's probably going to be the hardest part for us where we actually have to set boundaries so we can, you know, let our kids grow and explore life on their own. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a challenge. Cause there will be times where, you know, maybe she's tried something out like a dance class or a singing class. And, you know, I'll kind of say like, you've done great. Like that, you know, you were wonderful at this. Let's keep going. And then she kind of says, no, I, I don't really want to do it again. Like that's, that was fun, but I'm, I'm done. And I'm kind of like, no, you know, and then, so it's, you know, do you, do you let her stop? Do you push her to go? Um, and you're right. Like you have to make sure not to kind of put your own agenda on it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Cause it's, it is difficult not to do that when, you know, you sort of maybe have done something like that in the past. I know there's sort of that classic, um, you know, maybe if you were a cheerleader, you want your child to be like that kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's hard to let them find their own way for sure. Yeah, and the similar thing happened to me and Sophia um, when she was, I believe, five. I started gymnastic with her, and she loved the first term. She enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. then she said, no, mommy, I don't want to continue. And I thought, oh, no, you should continue. Mm-hmm. So I enrolled, I enrolled her again. And um, after the second class, she said, no, nope, I don't want to go back. I don't like it. And it was a struggle getting her to go. Mm-hmm. And eventually I had to say, okay then we'll just not go, right? And yeah. it's, it's money invested, so you sort of lost that. Money. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, we really just have to, um, you know, listen to them and um, get their feedback, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely, I agree. And and it is hard because um, you just, you want the best for them, right? And if you see something in them, you're thinking, oh, you know, they, like, let's nurture this, let's let it grow. But you're right, like, they have to kind of have that will and that choice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if they don't, it's it's not worth the effort of everybody in terms of, you know, all of the lessons and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I know part of what you released on the blog was a number of self-love mantras for girls. And I thought they were all like really powerful. So I wondered if maybe you could tell us um, about why they're powerful and sort of what maybe a mantra does. And then also give us a few of your favorites. Yeah. So um, our thoughts are very powerful and they will create our future. Um, similarly, the thoughts our daughters have about themselves will translate into the way they treat and speak to themselves. And we can help our girls to reframe their negative thoughts into positive ones through po- powerful mantras. And a mantra is basically um, a, a group of words or positive words that you sort of um, tell yourself so that you can reframe um, a negative thought into a positive ones. Um, so what I do is I have a whiteboard set up in Sophia's room mm-hmm. and I aim to write a powerful mantra or a quote on her whiteboard every every day. So sometimes in the morning I do it or sometimes I do it while she's in school. So when she gets home, she sort of, uh, sort of look at that. And more often I write to her, I am enough. I am smart. I can be everything that I am. I have a beautiful voice with a beautiful message to share and I belong. So those are the ones that I sort of um, 
uh, write for her a bit more often because I think that she deserves uh, to hear those a bit more often. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love those. That's a great idea. Um, one thing I started doing this year in particular, um, and I used to do it the odd time, but I was never always around in the morning because I was commuting. And so um, when the kids would be putting their lunches together, And this year, because I've been home, I started slipping little notes on a napkin that I send to them into their lunch. And so saying things like, you know, I love you. Have a great day. Love mom. And I'm just thinking I could totally put some of these mantras on to the napkin instead, right? Just writing, Mm -hmm. I am enough or just something to kind of remind them of, of, you know, some positivity during the day. Yeah, it's quite empowering, right? Like Mm -hmm. Sophia loves reading them. And even my son, like he's only four, but Mm -hmm. um, we looked at the short story on YouTube. It's um, called I Am Enough. And he loves listening to that story. And I think um, it doesn't matter if your child is a girl or a boy, but um, empowering them at a young age and reminding them that they are enough is so important because we find ourselves comparing ourselves to each other so often. Mm Yeah. And I think, you know, teaching our kids at a very young age that they are enough and they are perfect just the way they are will help them not to fall a victim of the comparison game. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. And especially this generation with social media, what they're coming into. Um, yeah, I think that that's, that's a really good focus for both boys and girls. Because you're right. I mean, just um, gender doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to feel confident or, um, you know, strong in those things, right? So yeah, definitely our boys need that kind of reassurance as well. So that's great advice in terms of our kids. I'm thinking, I know that you also talk a lot about self-care, which I know is important for sure. Um, But it is hard to work in, I think, to our busy day. And there's also a lot of misconceptions, uh, I do think, on self-care. You know, everybody thinks it's supposed to be a spa day. Like there's often that sort of economic piece that has um, crept into self-care. But any advice on, you know, for moms, even dads, like how do we make ourselves a priority when, um, you know, we've got so much going on? Yeah, I think most moms and even dads um, struggle with self-care and it's because we feel guilty for taking the time for ourselves. But at the same time, we really and truly need to remind ourselves that we can't pour from an empty cup and our Mm -hmm. health is essential. We need to prioritize taking care of ourselves so we can show up 100% ready for our family and loved ones. Um, We can do this by simply listening to our bodies and commit to stopping and taking a break when we feel burnt out. I know it can be hard because Mm -hmm. we just want to cross things off from our to-do list. I'm a victim of that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm horrible for that. (laughs) Yeah, but what's important is building a balance between our masculine and feminine energies. So masculine energy is all about getting things done taking massive actions and is always doing. After all, we live in a culture that glorifies the hustle and bustles lifestyle, right? So mm-hmm. we always want to be busy. We always want to, you know, seem as if we're doing something. And yes, we do need this masculine energy as women. However, as moms and women in general, general, we lean too much to the masculine side of things. 
But what we should be doing instead is tapping into our feminine energy and listening to our bodies and take the time and rest and care for ourselves. And once we begin listening to your, your needs, uh, you'll find that you are able to get a lot more done without feeling stressed and exhausted. And instead, you will feel more productive and you'll feel healthier because you're now actually taking care of yourself by listening to your body. Mm, yeah, that's really good advice. Um, and it is. It's so hard. I mean, we just we want to push, push, push. And especially, you know, if you're somebody that does have a lot of goals, uh, it is really hard to do that. And I will say even sometimes myself, when I try to tune in, um, I almost feel like, oh, am I not doing enough then? Like when it's not such a push, do you know what I mean? When you're not mm -hmm. feeling worn out and you're thinking, oh, well, maybe I'm just not working hard enough right now. <laughs> yes, yes. And the funny thing is sometimes when we tap into that feminine side and we just, you know, trust our intuition and we are being guided by our intuition and we take that break, we actually get a lot more done than mm -hmm. as when we're, you know, doing and we think, oh, we'll be so productive. We're just working, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, at least for me, I found that when I sort of uh, tap into my feminine energy and, you know, go with the flow and not stress, I get so much more done. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because you do, you waste a lot of men mental energy, either worrying or, you know, pushing in certain directions that maybe you don't need to. So that's a good, good point. So why don't we dive in a little bit further into some of the techniques that you talked about? So you talked about NLP and also EFT. I'd love to hear most, more about both of those. Yeah. So NLP, like we have so much limiting beliefs. So as a child growing up, um, that's where we get most of our limiting beliefs from zero to eight. Um, and it's because, you know, we, I'm not going to blame our parents or anything because they grow us up to the best of their knowledge. But with society, we sort of have these, um, negative beliefs or, you know, we believe, um, certain things that are not real. So basically NLP is where we reprogram our mind to believe the truth. So, in, you know, we all think that, you know, money is bad or it's the root of all evil. But the truth is money is energy. And if we keep thinking, you know, money is for only like all the rich people are bad people, then you know what? You'll never attract money into your life because you have this belief that it's really hard to come. But if you know, hey, I love money, I want money, money helps me to uh, live uh, the life I want, it helps me to invest in myself, it helps me to grow, then you will attract that money because money is energy and energy is currency, right? So mm -hmm. that's basically what NLP is. It's like reprogramming your mind and conditioning your mind to, um, you know, not necessarily always think and see positive things, but to um, sort of have a positive belief. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and then about tapping. Yeah. Yeah. So EFT, I love EFT and EFT has really helped me like throughout my whole transition with, you know, you know, having to close the door with a business that I truly loved, you know, investing mm -hmm. our heart and soul into that business. It helped a lot with emotional distress. So it's like acupuncture, to be honest, uh, where we tap on certain points in our body. So um, we have like the karate chop points is where we begin with. And then we tap on these points where basically our energy flows. So we start off saying, um, 
the truth, which is, say, for example, um, you have you're struggling with self love or, or or you're being unworthy. So you t- tap off with, um, you know, I acknowledge that you know I am unworthy of whatever, and you go through a rounds of, of uh, you know these negative beliefs. But then at the end, you reprogram yourself with positive belief. So you basically start off saying the negative things, the things that you currently believe in, and then you reprogram that into um, the truth, into a positive version. Make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. So, like, I don't teach the EFT or the NLP or anything. That's just, like, mine what I do personally for oh. my growth. Yeah. So yeah. I love doing that for myself. Like um I just feel like that's uh, something that can help any and everyone. And maybe in the near future I would probably create like YouTube videos for EFT, but I don't do it with anyone. Um it's just something I use for my own personal growth. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um and so you can kind of learn to do it on your own then. That's great. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's so easy. Like there's, you, you know, there's a lot of programs that you can sign up for. But sometimes by just looking at a YouTube video, you can actually learn EFT um, to practice on yourself. And if you want to, you know, teach it and coach um, EFT to, uh, to use the method in your coaching um, business, then you can obviously sign up with someone for the EFT um, training to become a practitioner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And then, so why don't you, you know, give any final sort of tools or advice or um, a little bit more on the coaching that you're doing before we wrap up? Yeah. So um, I love like the whole, my whole personal growth journey has been amazing. And I have actually been able to see my own transition, you know, going from someone who felt you know, uncomfortable and, you know, just suffer with her own self-worth. I have now, you know, grown so much into being comfortable with who I am, um, you know, being able to let my own voice uh, be heard. And I think, you know, as women, we really need to invest in our own growth. Like our growth, it's inevitable and we should invest in ourselves. And I know investing can sound scary, especially during these uncertain times. But here's the thing, it doesn't have to. You can start on your own personal growth journey today by simply signing up for a free course online. And there's so many free programs online um, that you can just sign up and invest your time to do the work. So even if it's a free program, still Mm -hmm. sign up and invest the time, invest your time into the business or into the program, sorry, because you know what? We probably think, oh, it's just a free program. Okay, I don't need to show up. The truth is, yes, show up. You're investing your time. You're still investing something. Mm -hmm. And going to that training as if you have no knowledge of what's being taught and be open-minded to learning. I know so many times we sign up for a free program and after the introduction, we're like, oh, I kind of get it. I know that. So, nope, I'm not going to do it. But I think when we go open-minded to learning and you know, you go into a program, whether it's free or paid, and you concentrate um, on that program as if you have no knowledge, you listen to what's being taught, we tend to actually learn more and we tend to take away some sort of information. And sometimes that little nugget, my friend, can move you closer to your goals and live in your desired life. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. There is a lot out there and and it is worth the time and investment in ourselves. I know I've done some different free programs or even podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts that um, have so much great advice, um, you know, either business wise, personal techniques, different things like that, that, you know, if you if you really do dive in and even take your notes while you're listening and things like that, there you know, there's a lot to learn for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's great. So how can listeners, if they're sort of connecting with this focus that you've got in terms of providing, um, you know, tools, techniques for parents, um, as well as, you know, specifically on self-care and raising strong, confident daughters, how can they connect with you further about this? Yeah, so you can visit my blog at anashakhan.com and that's A-N-A-S-H-A-K-H-A-N.com. And on that blog, I use pretty much all of the um, the knowledge I have with NLP, EFT, personal growth. I sort of just throw that into my blog post um, because I know that, you know, a lot of people think like it's so costly to invest in these programs. But mm-hmm. on the blog, you can find information that can help you um, on your personal growth journey. And on the blog, you can also find my social platform there. And yeah. That's great. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I think it's been a great conversation about just how important it is to invest in ourselves and our children, especially as well. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Anasha Khan. I really loved her tips about raising a strong, confident daughter, about us needing to really take time to invest in ourselves, about moving into sort of this feminine energy. I I think that's something that I'm really going to put a little bit more thought into how I can kind of move away from that struggle and that push, push, push all the time. And of course, some of the techniques that she uses like NLP, EFT, and then her focus on personal transformation and investing in ourselves. Thank you so much to Anasha for coming on the podcast today. You can find more on these great tips from Anasha and more about her at anashacon.com. Thanks again. Have a great week. I am creating an email list community under the name Real Life Project Co., which is my company name. And with this email list, I'm going to be communicating all about what's going on with the podcast, how things are going in terms of my writing career, and any special events or offers that are coming up, including our current offer, which is a free self-care 30-day calendar that gives you tons of ideas for self-care to challenge yourself to keep looking after yourself for a whole month straight. If you want to join my email community, please go to my Instagram page at Sarah Lady Gluten and click on the link in the bio, which goes to the Real Life Project Co. webpage. And there you'll have the opportunity to sign up to be part of this community. I've been sending emails just about every week, giving updates on how things are going and where the podcast is at. And I hope that you'll join this community and find connection with me there. I wrote a book and I am so excited to share it with all of you. Pendulum by Essie German is now available. 
The story follows a young boy named Ben as he changes from a silly, energetic, happy little guy to a boy that is anxious, obsessive, emotional, angry, and depressed. After visiting 20 doctors and getting seven misdiagnoses, his mental health declining even further, he's finally diagnosed with PANDAS, a neuroimmune disorder. PANDAS stands for Pediatric Autoimmune Neuropsychiatric Disorder Associated with Streptococcal Infections. It's a little-known and understood disorder without a cure. At eight years old, Ben and his family move to a new city to start a new life. He gains confidence, navigates his first crush, and plays competitive sports. Ben encounters many challenges in a new school while also coping with his mental health issues and trying to understand and accept himself and his disorder. Ben shares how he handles all the trials of being a middle grader and having pandas and his unique outlook on both the disorder and his life. Pendulum is available at Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, and also through the Friesen Press Bookstore. It can be found in hardcover, paperback, and the ebook. I hope you will check it out soon. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you are looking for that advice, please seek that out from a professional. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can visit my blog, www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com, or follow me online at Sarah Lady Gluten on Instagram, S A R A L A D Y G L U T E N, or the Facebook page, Sarah Lady Gluten. If you do like the podcast, please consider subscribing so that you will get the podcast update every week and or reviewing the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Thanks again and have a great week.